0: So I'd like to begin with an appreciation of those who came before us. We dedicate our time together this morning to all who are suffering. May we remember that our suffering and our well-being are shared. We acknowledge the Dakota and Ashinaabe, excuse me, peoples who are whose traditional, ancestral, and contemporary lands, clouds and water, is an uninvited guest. For those of us who are not indigenous to these lands, may we commit to curiosity and engagement with the lives, justice movements, and sovereignty of the native nations of this territory and beyond. We offer deep gratitude to our Indian, Chinese, and Japanese spiritual ancestors and contemporaries for all they have given us and for the chance to be here today. May we practice cultural humility. We recognize the black community and the destruction of the historic Rondo neighborhood by the Building of thirty-four of ninety-four, in which Highway ninety-four, in which we practice, may we stand side by side in community care. We are all connected. May we work together for the liberation of all beings. So this morning, I would like to share. A wonderful back parable that the Buddha shared with some of his monks from the Siddhaka Sutta, called the Bamboo Agarwal. Someone had approached me a while ago who had been triggered by something someone expressed in a Dharma talk. This person spent months wanting to have the speaker acknowledge the correctness of their point of view. When the speaker wasn't acquiescing, it continued to bump up against his disagreement. For me, finally, this parable came up, which has been helpful for this person and myself. The The Buddha addressed the monks. Once upon a time monks, a bamboo acrobat setting himself upon his bamboo pole Addressed to his assistant, Medakatalika. Come you, my dear Medakatalika, and climbing up the bamboo pole, stand upon my shoulders. Okay, master, the assistant Medakatalika replied to the bamboo acrobat. In climbing up the bamboo pole, she stood on the master's shoulders. So then, the bamboo acrobat said to his assistant, Medakatalika, you look after me, my dear Medakatalika, and I'll look after you. Thus, with us looking after one another, guarding one another, we'll show off our craft, receive some payment, and slowly, slowly climb down the bamboo pole. This being said, the assistant said, this to the bamboo acrobat. That will not do it all, Master. You look after yourself, Master, and I'll look after myself. Thus, with each of us looking after ourselves, guarding ourselves, we'll show off our craft, receive some payment, and safely climb down from the bamboo pole. That's the right way to do it. The Buddha said, just as the assistant Medecatalinka said to her master, I will look after myself, so should you monks practice the establishment of mindfulness. You should also practice the establishment of mindfulness by saying, I will look after others. Looking after oneself, one looks after others. Looking after others, one looks after oneself. And how does one look after others? By looking after oneself. This is still the rule of doctrine. By practicing mindfulness, by developing it, by doing it a lot. And how does one look after oneself? By looking after others. By patience, by non harming, by loving kindness, by caring for others. Thus, looking after oneself, one looks after others. And looking after others, one looks after oneself. It's one, fa- one of my favorite parables from the Buddha. We can't control another person's point of view we can only ultimately take care of our own selves. Hopefully, in the process of taking care of ourselves, we can create harmony in relationship to others. That's me talking. (laughs) Recently, a good friend of mine, Liz Anderson, died. She was somebody I practiced with at Dharma Field. You know, I've been hopping around for 40 years from place to place, so I, I know I've practiced it most of the sanghas in the Twin Cities. So. But she was a steady, unassuming person. Her Zen practice was grounded in her everyday life. Tokuska, was with Liz and her wife during the last days of her life. Toku relayed the story about Liz in her waning months to me. So Liz had ovarian cancer, and she was ill for like five or six years, and she she really. Took care of herself and took care of her illness and took care of her life with her illness. And in the last year, I'll say she started to fade. That she, um, we connected with each other. I bumped into her at the grocery store a little over a year ago and told her I was giving a talk at Dharma Field that Sunday, and she tuned in, and I had been talking about Uji. And afterwards she said to me, this is the first time I actually understood anything about Uji. And I don't credit that to myself, but to Shinshu Roberts, who wrote this wonderful book on being tired. And so then we connected, and there was this Uji study group going on, and Liz joined us for a while last winter. So we were very fortunate for her to be in our group with us as she could, but she was getting tired in the evening. So she, but whenever she was with us, she had something very wise to say, and she listened intently, and she was just very kind. So this is a story that Toku relayed to me. She said that Liz had some different family heirlooms and some different things around the house that she knew her wife Heather would not be interested in once she died. So Liz started to take care of things she had. And give them away and so with the family heirlooms she gave them away to the local historical society in the town where she grew up and so she was taking care of herself and taking care of her things and in some way then also taking care of her wife so that Heather didn't need to take care of some of these things after Liz was gone. So in some way, Liz unburdened her wife. Juxtaposed to to that, my teacher, Dokai, um, his mother died. And his mother lived in a house that had been his grandmother's house. So it was a house that was in the family for a long time. And his parents, they didn't clear anything out. And so it took, Dokai because he's a little bit of a snail of some things, but it took him two years to clear out that house. and. He looked at me straight in the eye, and he said, don't do this to your children. <laughs> so, so, And there's really something about that, you know? when we can really take care of ourselves. And when we're taking care of ourselves and our belongings, we're taking care of the people around us. So can we take the responsibility To declutter our lives, both physically and psychically, so that we don't leave our stuff, our residue, for someone else to clean up after us. It's not so easy to do. You know, I think we sometimes hear this phrase in Zen leave no trace. It sounds simple, but it's so difficult. I can't personally say I'm anywhere near that yet, but I have it in mind. I'm inspired to move in that direction by both mente and Liz. At the same time, can we help and support each other? When someone asks for help, can we show up? Can we be present? A number of years ago, When Reb was leading a session here, I, which is probably, must have been at least 13 or 14 years ago, this particular session. And I went in to talk to him. And at that time, my teenage daughter was involved with somebody who was, Had his own difficulties and wasn't very balanced or upright. And yet, my daughter was involved with this person, and I didn't know what to do. And I knew that Rev has a daughter who he had similar difficulties with, so I went in there to talk to him. He said, Well, you know, I usually don't talk about my personal life, but I'll talk. To you. But he really didn't talk to me about his daughter's situation. But he, I said to him, it's so hard to be on the sidelines watching the the difficult things that my daughter is doing and her behavior. And he looked at me and he said. You're never on the sidelines. You need to be in the center of things, standing right next to her. Not to be a helicopter parent, but to just stand there quietly and be there, and she knows you there when she needs you. And it's almost like Jesus standing in the hell realm, with 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 their hands out for anybody who would like assistance in getting out of hell, and it's that same type of thing. And so, when we can be balanced and and calm and present, other people can benefit from. So I'm in a cohort of priests in training, those on the path to ordination and their teachers. We are studying passages from this book called The Hidden Lamp, which is stories from 25 centuries of awakened women. And I'd like to share a couple of passages from this book, which illustrate this balance between our particular selves and those around us. So the first one, and so in this book, uh, quite a few current females and teachers have contributed chapters to this book and made commentaries on different teachings from women ancestors. So this one is the woman who wrote this is Kokyo Porter Alexander. And she was speaking about you, why you uses her full strength. But I'm just going to read this little snippet from her commentary. And she got it from Zen Mind Beginner's Mind. The Blue Mountain is the mother of the white cloud. The white cloud is the daughter of the Blue Mountain. All day long they depend upon each other without being dependent on each other. The white cloud is always the white cloud. The Blue Mountain is always the Blue Mountain. Completely independent. Completely dependent. just like the acrobat and his assistants. The second is, we were studying this one yesterday, so it just came up, and it's by, this chapter is by Amala Wrightson, and this is her reflection on the flower hall of, on the flower hall on Buddha's birthday. Each of us is is the only one who can dispel suffering. No one else can do it for us. In the Dhammapada, the Buddha says, we are our own protection. We are indeed our own secure abiding. How can it be otherwise? So with due care, we attend to ourselves. The intimacy that's created by balancing oneself in relationship to another being or condition is extraordinary. Can we count on ourselves to be balanced? And can we count on the person whose shoulders we're standing on to be balanced as well? No separation between the giver and the receiver they can't be discerned so this only works if everyone shows up to meet the moment when we do this we can collect our payment and go home with a sense of well-being that's what I got so please, if you have comments or questions or your own stories. Hello, Zoom people. <laughs> I should, oh, hello, Zoom. I think oh, you're over there for me, and here's the cat. <laughs>
1: example of your friend who was able to make decisions about giving away her stuff to the historical group. I know somebody who was in a similar situation with cancer and could not do that. Um, So I think part of this too is accepting that even though we may want Somebody to be independent and take care of their items, sometimes they simply can't for all number of reasons. And so that's part of our practice, also, is accepting what can't be done by someone. So, yes. Yeah. yes. Yes.
0: Yes. It's true. And, and just to clarify, nobody asked you to do it. She just Did it, you know, Mm -hmm. but that was. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I can say my mother died before my father did. And he died about six years after my mother. And if I have three sisters and if any of us wanted anything that was my mother's, it was fine for us to take it. But He could not bear getting rid of anything of hers. And so after he died, I mean, the dresser that was hers still had her underwear in it, you know. And so so we just took care of everything. And that he missed you so, and we understood that. And, you know, and that is the story sometimes.
2: Um, I'm thinking about something that you said um, that really struck me was you uh, what you leave behind physically and psychically and I thought well there's one that's really difficult to control (laughs) in a lot of ways like what what you leave behind with people that they are that you have made an impression on them in a positive way is wonderful Um, But there's also negative things that can be done, too, and I'm thinking about what is a good, um, or how is it possible to, I'm just trying to figure out a way to not attach to that very much, you know, about how much you leave behind, work on trying to make it so people will have... um, take the good from you as much as possible and forgive you for your flaws, And but it isn't always going to happen. And so I'm, I'm just thinking about uh, anything that you could advise that about attachment to that.
0: What came up for me, well first is I From what this is saying in terms of balancing on each person balancing on another person's shoulders has to take care of their own balance and so in some way we can just try to live as uprightly as we can and if somebody else is having a difficulty that they need to deal with that and like at the beginning I was saying that there was a person who was having difficulty with something somebody else said and after a point that person needed to let go of controlling and trying to change the other person, the speaker's mind that that person just needed to take care of their own thing and I've had that. Where I was very upset with somebody for like twenty years until I finally let go, and um, was, you know, that I had slowly let go, but the last little bit of residue was like, okay, it's done, you know. But I, the story that came up for me was about Angulamala. And this is in the old Pathway Clouds book. And so Angula mala, who, as some of you know, was this guy who, who lived during Shakyamuni Buddha's time who was going around killing people and chopping off their fingers and making a necklace of people's fingers. Angula means finger and mala means necklace. And so he encountered Chakyamuni Buddha, and through their interchange, I won't go into it too much, ended up becoming a disciple of the Buddha. And so he was practicing you know, at, at um, one of the uh, monastic places that was set up, and he went into town begging. And some of the townspeople recognized him. And he was in his monk's array, and he had a totally different disposition, and had really come his whole countenance was different. But they recognized him, and they beat him up. And he didn't raise a hand or do anything to stop them from beating. Up. And so he had to deal with his past karma and it didn't go away. And in some way, he accepted it. And just he ended up going back to the monastery, and different people took care of him after he was beat up. And so sometimes it's just taking the responsibility of past wrongs that you might have done to somebody else, and even if you've changed, sometimes we put ourselves into a box, and other people put us, put us into a box and don't allow us the spaciousness of changing, but we have to just keep walking. What else can we do but try to be our best people, person? It's a little bit of a long answer, (laughs) but it
2: was a wonderful answer. Thank you.
3: I have
1: a, if first time?
4: Yes.
1: I appreciate your talk. Um, Sometimes I find it difficult in certain situations knowing, do I take care of myself? Do I try to take care of this person? Um, But with the example of Uh, somebody uh, dying and leaving their things behind. My sister died in uh, 2014, and she was very busy taking care of herself and her life while she was going through this process, so so she couldn't get rid of a lot of stuff in her house. And so um, when she died, I I had to take care of it, and I only had so much time. And I went through this range of feelings about it. Um, and then at some point I thought, I am so grateful for this time uh, to spend in a way with my sister. By going through all her stuff and everything, um, I got to know her a little bit more. and. Um, It just sort of gave me time and processing time to deal with uh, my grief and everything. And so in a way it was a gift. And so your talk and then remembering that helps me to remember that I can't always know what somebody is gonna need or what I should leave behind or not leave behind. But if I keep it simple and just, okay, just take care of myself, and trust that in some way that's taking care of others. So, um, I appreciated how you kind of put those together. Uh, Thank
0: you. It kind of reminds me, so when my father died, you know, he left behind lots of stuff. I mean, in his cupboards, there were like old rotisserie chicken containers and this and that because you know the plastic containers will need for something sometime (laughs) but my three sisters and I were there with this woman who had been uh, a home health care person who was living in the second bedroom and no husbands or anybody else just my three sisters and this other woman and we Together, we're taking care of getting rid of his, my father's stuff and going through it. And I want to tell you that my sisters and I, some of us don't get along with others of us. And we very rarely are in the same room together. (laughs) And so it was the most extraordinary thing that the four of us were there together doing this thing, behaving well, and caring for what needed to be done and i flew home on a plane and i was telling this fellow who was sitting next to me about it and he said you know it's an extraordinary thing It's probably never going to happen again in your life and i don't think know but so but it was like a gift you know that we did this and it was yeah, so no, no. Oh,
1: Okay. Anybody on Zoom please. I'm
0: curious about how you care of yourself because if the, the person on the value says, because
1: I'm happy you, and I'll look out for you, we'll look for me.
3: The person on the bottom falls down, They both go Right. So um how is taking care of yourself and work with attractibility because we are all in a relationship with each other. And
1: we're living together in that sometimes just taking care of ourselves.
0: Can you repeat the question? No. So the question is how does taking care of ourselves uh, relate to our accountability and that if we're taking care of ourselves and the other person whose shoulders we're standing upon is not taking care of themselves and we fall, How does that kind of accountability work?
1: Well, I think that
0: uh, there's some, you can never completely know that the other person is going to be balanced and take care of themselves. There is some trust there. The, the, in taking care, if the acrobat is taking care of himself and keep, and being mindful of his own balance, then his assistant can take care of themselves and, and, and make sure that they don't fall on the head of the person whose shoulders they're standing on. And so there's this intimacy there, and it doesn't always work. And we see that in our world, that when people are not accountable, are not taking personal responsibility to come to the table and be present and show up, that that person is an unreliable person and is not trustworthy, and so there's some discernment there, and there could be that you're going to fall off the person's shoulders, and something is going to happen, and. And I, I, I don't know completely what to say about the accountability of the other person. Perhaps there will be consequences for the person who ha- has been unreliable. And perhaps not, but then it's almost like taking the step off the 100-foot-high pole that there's some faith involved in the relationship and the intimacy of the relationship and the trust. And there's times when it won't work. And then somehow when you fall, perhaps you'll get up and perhaps you won't. And that's I don't know what that
1: is. It's not a satisfying answer. It's not not very satisfying to fall on your ass or on your head
0: or something because somebody else is not paying attention. It happens all the time and there's not an easy answer to that. What, What do you think? She said, this is right it's a question.
3: Well, we live in community with each other and we affect each other. And so simply to walk away and possibly, I mean, we talk about this so much, what are we doing when we harm each other? And mm-hmm. like the idea of making amends or asking for amends or, or how we live with things. Like at the same time, we are responsible with for ourselves. At the same time, we are responsible for the things that happen around us that we're not separate from that. So we get to keep, there must be some way that we get to keep working to make things better because we're not just isolated and it's not enough to just walk away and, oh, well, I'll take care of myself. Mm. Like, that. there's a place where that can get a little bit isolated, I think.
5: It's just coming up for me that, and you said it already, Mio, on the taking care of yourself is taking care of other people. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the active world where we're communicating by words and deeds, that's really hard to measure. But as as I've been practicing Buddhism, I strongly feel there's another level of communication and support or uh, being with other people that is not in that active world. And um, I think that's where the word faith and confidence comes in, in Buddhism, like I have confidence in this unseen experience. And so that's been a, a... you know, I had a very difficult relationship with my father, and this talking about death is bringing all, all it back up about when he died. And I have, I just have confidence. Like, the few times that things went well had effects that I don't know about, you know? And even the not going well had effects. So, I don't, that's just coming up for me on this.
4: I get, um, just wanted to add, I really liked when you said Um, the accountability was not going away. I mean, you knew that, you used the example of, you can see that something bad is going to happen, but but there is an accountability of not going away. It's like Rev. Anderson saying, you stand by your daughter, so you're available. But she is going to make this decision about this guy on her own, right? Unless she invites you in. And so that's how you're accountable for her. Um, I it's a very vivid example. My um, middle daughter, the first of our daughters to get married, um, decided to marry this guy that she'd gone out to California and she came back and so I want to marry and We met him and it was like, hey. <laughs> 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 so, um, but we, you know, we were really good and, you know, the parents lined up, uh, Wendy's grandparents and and we lined up. It was like, okay, this is her choice, but we're going to be available as this unfolds in case we can help. <laughs> and she decided to get married. And in a year, she decided that was a mistake. And we were there. I and mean, we've been there all along. And I, there was, she said, she just knew when she decided she was going to have to leave him, she didn't have any of the issues that had the prior generation had where there was no divorce, it wasn't allowed, that was a positive evil. Mm-hmm. Um, she just didn't have any concerns because we've been so present with her through this that she could you know explain herself. So that's what I think you're right. I think we can't balance somebody else but if we stay balanced despite their imbalance mm-hmm. and are available, and I think Carla was talking about that, accepting their imbalance, they'll have to deal with that. Anyway, that's what came up for me. So So I'm just,
0: uh, I know you were going to announce this, but I'll just say this as a little plug. So when we're talking about accountability and helping, (laughs) so after our talk, people are invited to grab a bag or two, and take some time to go around our neighborhood here and pick up trash. It's an extended Earth Day activity, so um, that way we're accountable to our neighborhood and our helping center.
5: Could, could I read one message I didn't oh, see yes, here? Oh, yes, please. Right. Uh, it's on, this is from Nancy. It is uncanny. How this talk came into fruition for me since as of late and for the first time I have been contemplating my temporary existence on earth. I live alone, my family is in another country, and I do not know many people in the state, <clears throat> in this state. This talk certainly corroborates the need for preparation. Thank you much. The accountability aspect of the talk is a great message. Yeah. Oh, it's good.
0: Thank you, Nancy.
4: Okay, that's that's